I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Steeler fans, welcome to the uh, Steeler Extravaganza, brought to you by BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, known as The Hangover. Now, The Hangover typically is reserved for us to go 24 hours after the fact or so and digest the game. So instead of knee-jerk reactions, we can go ahead and uh, figure out what went wrong, what went right. Yesterday, plenty went wrong as the Pittsburgh Steelers fell to the Seattle Seahawks at home by the score of 28 to 26. Let me bring in my good friend, Tony Defio. Tony, how are you this evening? I'm good, Brian. How are you? It's great to be with you again. Uh, I wish it was under certain uh, better circumstances, but we'll get through it. Yes, so uh, definitely the Steelers fought 0-2 on the season. But you know what, Luck? We're Steelers fans. We have uh, been around this rodeo for a long, long time. And there's more pressing issues because Ben Roethlisberger was announced today to have had season-ending knee surgery. And so I am going to start out with something that just popped up. And this popped up just about, uh, I would say, about 15 minutes ago. And this is a message from Ben Roethlisberger and, uh, regarding his circumstances. Because, you know, right away when something like this happens, Tony, um, we have people that are speculating end of the career. Um, at 38, he's not going to want to rehab. There's so many things going around that, you know, this is the end. They need a tank. Um, so many things, but he had season ending elbow surgery. Um, and there's so many things to speculate and look at, and we'll go, we'll go into that, but this is a statement from Ben Roethlisberger. And before I go into the statement, um, this is going to be a show that we're going to, I widely anticipate to have a lot of people on it. Um, normally we take comments all throughout the show on the hangover. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and wait until uh, we ask for questions. So if you do put in a super chat question um, and you do throw in something in the pot, we appreciate that. But let's wait until a little later on so we know we can get to it and uh, not to be distracted and go ahead and talk more about uh, the issues and figure out, oh gosh, I, I am going to read a comment. If I said knee surgery, I do apologize. I have a friend going through knee surgery right now and I so I already screwed up. No, season-ending elbow surgery. So here's the statement from Ben Roethlisberger. I've been informed that I need season-ending. Okay, I just lost it. Season-ending surgery on my elbow to continue playing football at the level I expect. This is shocking and heartbreaking for me to miss this much of a season and feel like I'm letting down so many people. I can only trust God's plan, but I am completely determined to battle through this challenge and come back stronger than ever next season. The Steelers committed three years to me this offseason, and I fully intend to honor my contract and reward them with championship-level play. I will do all I can to support Mason and the team this season. excuse me, this season to help with games. I love this game, my teammates, the Steelers organization, and fans, and I feel in my heart I have a lot left to give. And that just came out on uh, on Twitter. I found that just about 20 minutes ago. So um, we do have a lot to go ahead and uh, and talk about. So when we'll go ahead and do that. Um, first thoughts. Let's, let's start with you, Tony. What were your first thoughts when this all happened? Well, I mean, it's 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 very sobering. I mean, we call this show the Hangover, and it's it's a very sobering. You know, you you, you we look forward to to twenty nineteen all off season. We talked about it. We were optimistic, and you know, I'm still optimistic, obviously. But you know, it's a harsh reality when you lose a quarterback of Ben's stature, everything he's accomplished, everything he means to this organization. Uh, you know, if you look at the odds of what happens to other teams when they lose a quarterback of his level, uh, it. it not really good as far as going on to have a good season. So from that perspective, it's, it's, it's very sobering. And, and, you know, quite frankly, I'm surprised when you really think about it, he's made it this far without having this kind of an injury because look at Tom Brady, 11 years ago, he had a season in the injury in week one. So, 
you know, for him to make it this far, you know, is, is a testament to how tough he's always been. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I'm glad to hear him say he's, he's determined to come back is uh, I want to see him uh, play again uh, and, and accomplish some more great things for the Steelers. Yeah, that's uh, that's my thoughts as well. I mean, look, Ben Roethlisberger has given this organization so much and, um, you know, and uh, the organization has given it right back to him. So I'm not ready to hang out, hang up the gold watch and go ahead and uh, say, you know, like, all right, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. I'm not looking to do that. I'm looking at saying, get well, get back. And we're looking for a silver lining in this entire thing. And hopefully that uh, Mason Rudolph plays so well that there's a huge competition going on next year, or maybe, maybe at that point, uh, maybe tough decisions to be made. But so that's what we're really looking at, at here right now. Um, the team has, uh, I mean, David DeCastro said it best by uh, saying that he was going to go ahead and uh, stand behind uh, Mason, Mason Rudolph, because this is a guy that really, really wants it. He's like, uh, this guy works. Um, he plays hard, so it's something that uh, something that's uh, that you're hoping that uh, now, as a number one guy, um, and he is the number one guy in Pittsburgh right now, um, and he will be for the rest of the season because the team is committed um, for him to be there, and hope that he is able to go ahead in and uh, and take this team far. We've seen it in the past where backups came in and played very well. Um, here's an interesting guy that was a backup many years ago that came out of obscurity and uh, led his team to a Super Bowl, and it's Jake DeLome. And Dave Schofield just mentioned um, in the chat that uh, Jake DeLome, he was back in six months. But uh, what I'm, and that's not what I'm bringing up right now. What I'm bringing up, though, is uh, something from Chris Mortensen. And this is something that came out uh, a couple hours ago. And I'm reading this from his Twitter, at, at Mort Report. When I called Jake DeLome very early this morning, he didn't even say hello. It was, you're calling me about Ben Roethlisberger, aren't you? As soon as I saw it, it looked just like my injury. The UCL tear and right elbow, which led to Tommy John surgery in October 2007. So um, really interesting. Um, but look, we can't, uh, we can't speculate what the injury is until it's said. We can't know about the, uh, the surgery. But um, I do have uh, – I actually, uh, we have guests at our house right now over for dinner. And um, – so, so my wife is entertaining them right now, and um, it's a family member of a, uh, a very well-known um, orthopedic surgeon in uh, Ohio, and uh, you know, I was talking to him earlier. Um, I reached out to him, and he was telling me about, uh, uh, about the procedure, and he's someone that um, I may be, after we find out exactly what was done in the surgery, the diagnosis, uh, I would love to get him on the show, and that's a possibility, so um, we could look towards that um, for the future. But right now, what we're looking at before we, uh, before we go any further is we need to think about this, and this is what the theme of the show is tonight is can we find a silver lining in this cloud that is the injury to Ben Roethlisberger? So we really have to look at what is good in this situation. Now, there's nothing good in the fact that the man was injured and is gone and out for the year. That's, that's not what we're saying. But as a business and running it like a business and as fans – we expect to turn on the game next week and root for Steelers win, unless you're one of those that uh, I know some people that are looking for 0-16 and Tank Fortua, um, Taggy Avililoa. I could not pronounce his name. I'm not going to try to uh, unless I have to. But you know what? Miami's not going to try to win any games either. And look, that's that's not what I watch football for. I don't watch no, football no. to tank. I watch football to root behind the guys. And Tony and I, you and I have uh, a point counterpoint article coming out uh, um, later on in the week. And it's about the 1989 season. And they started at 0-2 as well. Um, they didn't really have a quarterback change, but uh, they did some extraordinary things with 
with probably less talent that is right. on the field right now um, in Pittsburgh. So with that being said, um, we have to look for the silver lining in this cloud. Um, and it's definitely a cloud. So that's what we're going to go ahead and do. But uh, Tony, where were you watching the game last night? Let me Yesterday, excuse me. Uh, my apartment. So, and then what was your first thought? About the game or about Ben's injury? About the injury. Well, uh, I mean, I was I was hoping it would be something minor when I during the game, but obviously that changed today. But as far as uh, um, my my thoughts on 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 the silver lining, I think you know the, the silver lining for the, for moving forward is they'll get to see what they have in, in Mason Rudolph. As far as can he really be the heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger because he's going to have a fourteen game interview essentially to to do that. And anybody who's saying they have to tank for some unknown quarterback who's in college right now, who may or may not be good. I don't get that at all. Because if you have the guy under roof right now, who could be the heir apparent, you have to find out you owe to yourself as an organization to find out if Mason Rudolph is that guy. So if there's a silver lining moving forward, it's that, you know, um, say Ben would have played the next three years and not gotten hurt. And both he and, and Rudolph's contracts were up in in 2021 and Ben says I'm retiring now and I endorse Mason Rudolph as, as my starting as the starting quarterback moving forward. Well how do the Steelers know that he's really that good? You know, look what happened with Brock Osweiler a few years ago. He had seven games and 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 people were forced to throw money at him and he turns out he wasn't wasn't the real deal. Now they get to see if Mason Rudolph is the real deal. And I think they're gonna know a heck of a lot more about him by the end of the season than they do right now. So I think that's one silver line you can you can take from from yesterday and from the injury. Now, here's something about um, what happened yesterday. I was actually watching the game with Dave Schofield in my living room. And it was, uh, and, you know, Dave and I watch the games completely different. I'm a fan. I am, uh, I've always been a fan. I'm not saying Dave's not a fan, but Dave is a coach. Yeah. He has coached um, football. He has played football at a, uh, um, very high level in high school, had opportunities um, to go Division I, um, just a very intelligent football mind. And that's one of the reasons I talk about Dave all the time. Um, sure, I'm friends with Dave, but uh, I'm a colleague with Dave, too, on Behind the Still Curtain, as you are, Tony. And uh, I, he is different to watch a game with because he is looking at – a different he's looking at the same tv screen but he's watching the game from a completely different angle and as soon as that happened um i didn't even get a chance to notice the elbow i noticed the elbow i was like oh he's grabbing his elbow but before i could even really notice it dave's like oh oh that's not good that <laughs> that looks like and he was like look i don't know but that looks like that's a tommy john type deal wow and, and I mean, and not, not that, and then he prefaced it with like, I don't know. I mean, cause this is just something you, you shout out. Right. But he was like, wow, that, I mean, he looks really hurt. And then we watched him go into the locker room and he's like, Brian, he's hurt. And, uh, this, this is a big deal. And you know what? And, and here's the thing. And I've heard it mentioned on the radio today and I've heard it mentioned in a lot of places that, you know, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, and we've talked about it on the show, is the kind of guy that uh, he'll uh, he'll accentuate the extent of an injury during right. the game um, to look more heroic. And look, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say that about the guy. That's just that's just truth, and that's not a rip. But uh, you could tell yesterday that something was completely different, um, and that's something I noticed. So. Um, Throughout the, the second half, I was listening to what Dave was saying about it, and it seemed more apparent that Mason Rudolph was going to be the quarterback going forward just from our conversation. Um, so with that being said, you know, you, you kind of – this news was not a shocker today. So, I mean, of course, I'm sure your phone lit up like crazy, Tony. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And mine – I mean, mine went nuts, and I was at a business lunch day, and uh, all of a sudden, 
you know, it's yeah. going crazy. I'm like, oop, right. I gotta put this on silent, and then now it's buzzing, vibrating, burr, 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 burr. like, oh. But uh, and that's right when it happened. It happened right at lunchtime, and I'm like, gosh, I need to get to this, but I've got to do my my other job right now. So, but uh, so you know, here's the thing: we could lament on all the personnel losses. This is essentially right now um, no killer bees right now um, of the three main ones. Um, there's none. But if I'm looking for a bright spot, the bright spot I'm looking at are some key young personnel that could, that, like you said, has an audition and they have pride. And first of all, you will never see a, uh, you will never find me an NFL player that says they're tanking for another a college player. You will never see that. But these guys are, they have pride to prove just like they did in the preseason game. Those guys fighting for jobs, uh, the fourth preseason game against Carolina, it meant the world to them. So these guys are fighting for pride, trying to prove that they can go ahead and play and they could make the playoffs. And I know it's 13% if you start off 0-2 to make the playoffs, but uh, um, with 0-2 teams, um, and one of those teams was um, when uh, when Tommy Maddox came in in, uh, in the middle of week three to save an 0-3 season and make the playoffs. And I'm sure they're different teams. Um, we also talk about something we could talk about too with the Pittsburgh Steelers is the fact that, uh, you had Ben Roethlisberger come in, in week two, um, in a loss against the uh, Baltimore Ravens when the team went one and one and he won the next 14 games. And I've heard people say, well, that was a completely different team with a great defense. And you could say that, but that's also a team that was six and 10 the year before, warranting the pick of Ben Roethlisberger. So, I mean, there's, you can't look at yesterday and yesteryear, but what you can look at is how did the team look under Mason Rudolph yesterday in one half? And so that's my next question to you, Tony, where would you grade the performance of Ben Roethlisberger? Excuse me, Ben Roethlisberger's replacement, Mason Rudolph. I'd give it a solid B. I think he looked really, really good. I mean, you know, it, it's tough to just be thrown in there in the middle of a game and, 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 and perform. You saw how, how um, Josh Dobbs struggled with that last year when, when Ben left the Oakland game with a, a rib injury. He didn't, you know, he didn't look, look good at all. Ben had to come in and, and kind of rescue today. And Landry Jones, you know, with the exception of the Cardinals game, when he first came in, he, he struggled in that, in that uh, situation, you know, in the playoffs against the, you know, some other teams against the Patriots and everything. So for, for him to come in and, and look as good as he did and to shake off the interception that he threw, which is the first or second pass, even though it wasn't his fault, it was Moncrief's fault. It still had to, it would have rattled most young quarterbacks. So for him to come in and, and show fire, show poise, show spunk when he ran for the first down, he got up and did the, the whole, the first down thing. I, I was impressed by that. I was impressed by his emotion when he threw the second touchdown pass to McDonald late in the game. So I, I, I thought he looked really, really good and really decisive. And, and, you know, I'm sure he's going to have some growing pains moving forward, but based on yesterday, there's hope that he could be decent this year. You know what? There is definitely hope. And, you know, I felt, and I told you this from preseason game one, I thought that this was a much different Ben Roethlisberger. Um, excuse me, I keep on saying that, and I apologize. I thought this was a uh, I know what you a meant. much different um, Mason Rudolph. And uh, so at that point, I'm thinking that he has better footwork. He is more poised. He really worked hard in the offseason to be a better player. So you've got to really like what you have here. Um, so that was my thoughts. Um, Tony, what did you notice about him in the preseason even before yesterday's game? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I noticed. I noticed that that he was he he was uh, more decisive. He wasn't. You know, he was making quick decisions. You know, he was going through his, his progressions, which Josh Dobbs even this past preseason in his third year had trouble with. So to me, that's that's the number one thing I noticed that how quickly he went through his progressions in the preseason. And you saw that a lot, a lot of that again yesterday. So I think that's encouraging moving forward. We talk about this all the time, the jump from year one to year two. It almost looks like he made that jump. It make it looks like, uh, you know, James Washington is definitely making that jump as well. And we love the rapport that they have. Um, look, if you're, a, if you're a fantasy football guy and he's available and you play, James Washington's a a good place to go because Mason and James really have that rapport because they've done it throughout college to great success. And now they, uh, they're going to do it on the pro level and they have that. uh, They're like twins. They have that, that, uh, what do they call uh, twin sense or something like that. And it just, it just feels like those guys could really do that at this level. And you know, Juju is going to help them out. You know that uh, you know that not only is Juju going to help him out, but you're going to have some help from Vance McDonald, who yesterday they really looked good together at um, as they were as they were playing in the same game. Um, something happened. We had just lost Tony, and uh, I would expect him to come back in um, pretty soon. And he's actually coming back in. Um, but, you know, Vance McDonald is a great help, and he's going to be huge going forward. And obviously, there is a there is a great rapport. And when you think about Mason Rudolph, look, he played most of the preseason. Um, ben Roethlisberger was rusty um, the start of the year, and I will I will. Uh, Apologize for some of my comments on how ridiculous it was that he only played uh, played uh, three three uh, series in the preseason, for the, and that being the reason that he was rusty. But uh, maybe there was something more going on. But when you have, and here's here's a comment I made about the way that uh, Mason was playing. And no, Mason did not have a a plus game yesterday, but that was a pretty good debut. But here's the thing: when you're playing with these guys all year long, not just not just Mason Rudolph, but Jalen Samuels too, looked pretty darn good when he came in because these guys were the guys that were playing the right. entire preseason. Um, and here's another big takeaway that um, something that I've been very big on, um, and it's Brian's conspiracy theory um, that I always have, and. My uh, conspiracy theory has always been that the uh, and it was kind of I kind of would do it joking, but I was like, yeah, I, I'm uh, joking, but I'm not joking. That uh, who is the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh? Is it Randy Feetner or is it Ben Roethlisberger? And it's funny because when Mason Rudolph walked into the game. And came into play and went under center. And after a series or two, I looked over at Dave and I looked at my other buddies that were in the house. And I'm like, wow, Randy Feetner finally gets to be the OC. And this is a completely different game plan. And what they're doing, they're going to go ahead and uh, they're going to go back to a run first team. You're going to see a lot of play action from this team. You are going to see um, run setting up the pass not uh, the other way around. And you're going to see maybe a more balanced offense. Um, ben did not do a lot of play action. Um, ben probably uh, led the league in lack of play action. Um, and you're going to see that. Um, also, Mason Rudolph is uh, is hungry. 
Right. Mason Rudolph is young and talented. He said all the right things um, during his press conference. Um, he paid tribute to Ben right away, which I thought was fantastic. Um, I think he looks like Sidney Crosby, if I could, if I could say that out there. And some other people mentioned that as well. Um, he works. He looks a lot like him. Um, but and you could tell that he has a good rapport with Randy Feetner. So I'm really excited to see what Feetner can really do now. He obviously has has talent to be there, and I'm excited to see what Mason can do. I'm still sad that Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be the one trying to lead this team to a seventh ring, and I wasn't ready to give up at 0-2 either. But, uh, you know, I'm uh, this is our reality right now. Right. So with this being our reality, I'm uh, I'm ready for the Mason Rudolph era, and I'm hoping next next year to have a healthy competition with two great quarterbacks on this team. Um, so that's uh, that's what we're looking at. So um, to go ahead and uh, and uh, close the door on the whole quarterback situation and uh, talk a little bit about the the rest of the state of the union in Pittsburgh. Do you have anything else to say about uh, the state of the Steelers with a new quarterback? Well, it's like, like you said, uh, it's kind of like a, a, a young pitcher, a rookie pitcher, never shaking the, the, uh, the veteran catcher off. That's what you're going to have now with Mason Rudolph. He's not going to check out a plays. And, and I kind of got the feeling that big Ben was doing that because, you know, Fickner was his buddy and, 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 you know, and that's his right. He's played for 16 years, but you know, maybe it just wasn't working. Maybe it's time to go back to, to, you know, having a, 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 a the, the OC calling hundred percent of the plays and, and, um, you know, you mentioned play action, you know, that's going to buy him some, some free yards probably. And, and a more of a running game. I think you need to get James Conner going provided he's healthy. Cause we saw what he did last year or what the offense did when it ran through him. And if it's not him, then Jalen Samuels or, or Benny Snell. So I think it's going to be more, you're going to see more of a balance and, and, and hopefully, you know, uh, some success out of this. So, so I'm just looking forward to, to taking it one game at a time. Cause that's all we can do right now with, with, uh, you can't have huge aspirations, I guess, but you can definitely look forward to San Francisco. Yeah, that, that's it. So uh, I have not seen the Vegas line, and um, I'm not sure exactly uh, what we're looking at as far as I would almost expect San Francisco to be favored, especially uh, being the home team coming off of a big win um, on the East Coast yesterday, being um, going against Cincinnati out East. Um, so I would think that uh, they would be favored. But uh, if you had points and you were in Vegas right now, and, uh, okay, Dave Schofield is saying right now uh, minus six. is uh, That's the line right now. Thanks, Dave. Um, so if you had money, are you taking that bet? Are you, are you betting? I'm not asking to bet the, bet the house, Tony. Um, but are you betting on, on Mason Rudolph with those six points? Or are you betting on him straight up? Well, I think, I think he could he – could they can keep it close with him. I think a lot of it's going to depend on the defense. I think, you know, the, the defense showed promise yesterday, but it all, I think it was also worn out because it, it got tired. I mean, they, they ran 20 more plays than the Steelers did because the, the offense did absolutely nothing in the first half with Big Ben. So it looked a lot better in the second half. Now, granted, he, we found out later that he was seriously injured, so that probably had a lot to do with it. But I think provided um, they, they, they play a conservative game plan on offense, and I think it, they could definitely keep it close and keep it under a touchdown for sure. Okay. Uh, Dave's saying that it just moved to minus seven now. Um, that's, that's really interesting. So, um, you know, look, you know, I was thinking that we could go ahead and uh, relive yesterday's game. Um, but, you know, I really don't want to do this. This is about the injury to uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And this show is about the uh, today. It's about, uh, moving forward and finding that uh, finding that silver lining and um, in this cloud. And so we will go ahead and do that. And uh, Tony, first of all, do you think there's a silver lining in this cloud? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I probably jumped ahead earlier when I, when I said, I think this gives the Steelers an opportunity to see what they have in him and, and, and they're going to have 14 games, hopefully, you know, to see what he can do now as opposed to like say three years from now, not, you know, 
having to make a decision on him based on a lot of preseason work and maybe a few regular season games. Now they're going to get an entire season to see what they have in him. So I think that's the one silver lining they can we can take from this moving forward. So let's go ahead and look at uh, the team as the whole, as a whole, and uh, who do we have around him that going forward you're uh, we're we're starting we're starting over right now. This is a 14 game season. You're sure you're in the hole at 0 and 2. We've talked about the uh, the percentages, but uh, you know, as a fan, um, I, I don't care about those uh, those. Uh, those percentages. I care about the heart and soul of this team. And uh, who are we looking at that are going to, that's going to carry this team? And so first let's talk about the running game and let's talk about James Connor. Now, a lot of, there have been a lot of questions about, uh, you know, how's James Connor. And uh, apparently he is good to go. Um, that's according to uh, um, that's what he's saying right now. Um, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Jalen Samuels, actually said something as well that uh he was uh good to go as well um so and dave schofield just mentioned that to to me as well um sent me a message on it so um it kind of looks like of course great tony it's mason rudolph's team right now right but on offense i think it's james connor's team and I think it's also Juju Smith-Schuster's team. Right. Um, of course, we can't forget about the line because the line has to open up those holes. And it's their team as well. And then if you're going to go along those lines, it's uh, it's Boswell's team. You know, it's uh, and then we could get to the defense. But let's go back to running back. What are you expecting this injury to Ben does to James Conner? I expect it makes him more of a workhorse, you know, provided he stays healthy. I mean, that's been a problem with, with him uh, throughout his pro career. And, and even in co- college, not not his illness, but the fact that he tore an ACL in his, uh, I guess, his junior year or sophomore year. So it's been a problem for him staying healthy. And it's good news that he is apparently healthy for San Francisco. And you mentioned the line. He has a world-class line to run behind. And, 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 and you know, like Dak, Dak Prescott did a few years ago, he stepped into a situation, you know, replacing Tony Romo. He had that great line with the Cowboys, and he had, uh, you know, Zeke Elliott to hand the ball to, a, a sensational rookie. So I think, you know, uh, not too many young quarterbacks get to step in, in into the kind of situation that, that Mason Rudolph gets to step into with, with you know, pro bowlers on the line, pro bowlers, uh, you know, in the backfield, a pro bowl receiver. So, I mean, I think, you know, he's, he's surrounding himself. He's going to be surrounded by a really – good veteran cast of, of uh, offensive weapons and, 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 um, and offensive linemen. So, you know, uh, you know, I think it's, a, it's a, again, it's a good situation for him as a, as a young, young quarterback. Does, uh, let's ask this question here. Does it matter if uh, James Conner stays healthy? Does it matter who's in there at running back when you have the talent of Jalen Samuels as well? And uh, what we saw from a 23-yard run from Benny Snell, and this was just one, even though it was a rough preseason, um, but we didn't see him behind a number one line. Um, I kind of think it matters, but I think it's pretty deep. I think uh, we saw what happened when you had to put Jalen Samuels in against the Patriots, and yeah. that was that was a pretty good deal. Um and with with this line, of course, and I saw it mentioned that uh, yeah they need to lock uh, block better, but the, mm-hmm. you've got three Pro Bowlers on there, and that's just uh, that is one of the hearts of your team. So, um, what are your thoughts there, Tony? I think it, it matters to an extent, you know, because I think you know you want you want one guy to have the most the the the, the, uh, the uh, majority of carries, but. If this line, you know, I, I think if it if it gets uh, into the, into a practice of, of 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 blocking for the run, something it hasn't been able to do the last couple of years. But you know, let's face it, Big Ben is a franchise quarterback. He's going to want to pass the ball, and yet AB and yet all these weapons to throw to. But now you're going to have to again play more conservative. So I'm not saying go back to smash mouth football. You know, fifty run it fifty times a game, but you definitely need more balance now. And and if this line gets more practice, uh. uh blocking for the run you, you know 
David DeCastro, he, you know, what he could do running downfield, you know, and, and same with uh, uh, Marquise Pouncey. So, so if, if there's more of a, a concerted effort to run the ball, I don't think it's going to matter all that much who is the running back. And we saw, like, again, you mentioned what, what uh, Samuels did last year, replacing Connor. And I think, you know, Snell has some ability. He never got a chance to, to show it in the preseason. So maybe he'll get to show it now. So it matters to an extent, but it's not it's not uh, paramount to having a great running game with this line. I don't think. So who is the uh, who is your number one guy besides Mason Rudolph? Your number one guy going forward for the offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers now that Ben Roethlisberger is not there. Who besides the running backs? Who who needs to really be the uh, the go to guy on this team? I think I think it has to be somebody like Vance McDonald, for example, because I think you know uh, the tight end was always uh, Roethlisberger's uh, uh, safety safety net, you know. So I think you're going to find the same thing with uh, with uh, Rudolph. I mean, it, it seems like young quarterbacks they seem to gravitate to to the tight end. They want to find a tight end. You saw um, with, with, uh, like like a Lamar Jackson. I think he he threw a couple of touchdown passes to the tight end yesterday. So I think that's that's one. And then I think you have to get James Washington in there. I mean, they, they have such a rapport, you know, in the preseason. They had such a rapport in college. I remember as a Pitt fan, what he and uh, Washington did at Heinz Field two years ago, I think they had 35 points in the first half. It was crazy. They went like 70 to 10 or something like that. It was insane what he did, not knowing that the two of them would ever uh, be playing for the Steelers. So I think you need to get Washington in there. I think Moncrief, injured finger or not, he's not getting the job done. So I think – you have to put Washington in there as, as your number two, and and I, I'd go so far as to say put Johnson in as your number three receiver. Get the uh, get these young guys in there, get them used to playing with Rudolph, and and take it from there. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Because I think you have uh, four threats to catch the ball, and that's not including the running backs. And it's those three that you mentioned, um, along with Vance McDonald. I think Vance McDonald's going to be paranoid. Uh, just paranoid. Paramount, excuse me. And um, going forward. Now, for me, though, this is Juju's team. Um, he is young. Um, he's in his third year, but he has done something that no other receiver has done, including Randy Moss. He uh, is the youngest receiver to get to uh, 2,500 yards receiving. Um, You know, that's something that's absolutely fantastic. And I think he wants to be the leader of this team. And we were talking about how this injury helps a guy like James Conner and helps the running backs. But it also helps a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster. And in an odd way, because now you're bringing in a guy that – will be more of a number two and challenge for that number one. Everybody's saying Washington because of the, uh, because of the rapport he has with Moncrief and that's fantastic. But now because of the rapport, do you have two number ones? Cause you know, I mean, I don't want to hear Juju's not a true number one. He's the wide receiver. Number one in Pittsburgh, but now, and you saw how they hooked up, um, on that flea flicker, which was, I thought a very good call to, uh, to help get, uh, get Mason some, uh, confidence, but, uh, you know what? Now it seems like you have two guys that he's going to trust because he's right. not going to trust Washington more than he trust, uh, Juju Smith Schuster at this point, because they're going to be working together to both be the number ones. So, I mean, I, this is actually an, it's an injury that actually helps their chances chances there too. Of course, Ben was going to try to go to he was going to uh, he was going to Juju Smith Schuster, but now it's going to be a lot tougher to go ahead and uh, double team Juju Smith Schuster when you have Washington in there on the other side, someone that is so trusted with Mason Rudolph. I mean, he can't be let go now. If you're a if you're a defensive coach, you can't ignore that uh, 
college connection. Right. So with that being said, I mean, I do have to address the elephant in the room. Yes. Dante Moncrief had a horrendous game yesterday. Um, a lot of people want his head on a platter, want him cut. Um, you know, I get it. Um, but, uh, if he is not healthy enough to be the, be in there, he should not be in there right now. Right. Um, and, uh, is the finger a scapegoat? Um, is it, uh, is it a situation that you're just not going to see him again? Is it going to be like, uh, like season seven of married with children when they, when they had a new kid on the show? that uh, it went so horribly that all of a sudden they just sent him upstairs and you never saw him again. Um, I can't remember that. I can't remember that kid's name. It was, that was just an awful jump the shark moment. Um, but so are you going to see Dante Moncrief again, Tony? I think I'll see him again. I don't, I don't think you can, you can make these make rash decisions after two games about anything, you know, including Moncrief. Yeah. He's played poorly, but they also invested $9 million in him over the next two years. So he does have a, a resume, 200 catches in his career coming in. So he's been around the block. You know, I, I would, I would bench him for now and, and, and let, let him, you know, think about some things or at least get healthy if, if, if injuries are, are, are what's causing him to have the drops, but you know, I, I wouldn't get rid of him just yet. No, I don't, I, I think that's, it's too soon for that. But I do think you have to put those, you have to, featured those three young guys as your top three receivers, at least starting uh, this week in week three. So now let's go ahead and uh, open up to questions. Um, in the last five minutes of the show, we're going to open it up to you. And if you want to go ahead and use the uh, live chat uh, for questions, feel free to do so. Um, also, if uh, you want to go ahead and use the, the super chat to go ahead, be the top of the queue. Um, that would be great as well. Um, I do apologize. Uh, I know we saw some uh, Super Chat comments in there too, and I usually bring those up. Um, that was earlier in the show, and uh, I did not get a chance to bring them up. Uh, here's one, though. Um, Michael Toole uh, put in $1.99, release Moncrief, and sign Des Bryant. Um, yeah, I'm just going to politely say uh, no. I don't like yeah, that we, idea. Yeah. But... Um, that's uh i mean there's you're not the only one thinking that i just don't think that's uh what this locker room and what this team needs i think this team needs to uh you know take advantage of the young talent they have and develop it and this has become a very young offense in a very big hurry right. so um so i think that's that's something that we can go ahead and uh look at as gospel right now um, that, yeah, you got very young on offense. Um, I like the fact that, uh, and it was just said here, and of course I passed it up, um, Ben Boder, the future is now. Yes, the future is right. definitely now. You're going to see what you have. You're, I mean, you don't have, but here's the thing, Tony. We do not have to go ahead and and say that this season is over. It's no. not. Mm -mm. This season is not over, and I know that's that's Brian and Tony being you know eternal optimists. I'm not ready to throw in the terrible towel on this, and there's no reason to do so. Um, here's a comment um, from MP. We have players. We need a sound technique development coach that can bring them up to speed with going over actual techniques, films, and yes, halftime adjustments. Now, I brought that up because... I mean, hey, this is something that uh, Dave Schofield and I talked about earlier. We talked about the bright spots, and we talked about the people that are going to benefit from this new situation. Now, if somebody is on the hot seat more than anybody, it is the coaching staff. Right. Because now the coaching staff does not have the guy that is tried and true, the Hall of Famer, to bail them out. They have to work with a young, raw player that is not going to be perfect every single snap. Um, but there is a lot of upside with this guy. So Mike Tomlin, I'm not saying hot seat, but his job has just got 
gotten so much harder. Right. Randy Feetner's job has gotten so much harder, but he has he definitely has a chance to go ahead and shine. We do have $2 from Cecil Clark. Thank you, Cecil. I appreciate that. Um, and once again, if you do go ahead and throw something in on the Super Chat, um, know that that money does go in for contests like the, uh, like the uh, football that uh, we're giving away signed by uh, David DeCastro. And uh, if I understand, that um, there's uh, more exciting things coming too. Five dollars from Snowman. Everybody, enough of Des Bryant talk. He's washed up, or he'd be signed. Yeah, I mean the fact that he doesn't have a job right now. I think uh, it's pretty telling. Yeah, I, I think at this point he's done. Um, another thing, while we're waiting, looking at a couple more questions. One thing that we did not talk about is who is going to be the backup quarterback. Missy Matthews went ahead and said that already. Um, 53-man roster has welcomed in Devlin Hodges, so he is now on the 53-man roster. Um, this changes some things, so this means that, uh, I mean, we could definitely see um, Hodges going back if you do bring somebody in um, with uh, more of a history, and there's some veterans out there, There's and uh, please don't go ahead and, uh, and scoff when I throw out some of these names. Um, but there are some veterans that are on the couch right now, like a Brock Osweiler, like a uh, Sam Bradford, um, right. like a, uh, a, T- a Taylor Heineke. And uh, if you don't know who that is, that's someone who did who destroyed them. Uh, the Steelers in the last preseason game played. He started a good bit um, in front of a uh, Cam Newton last year, but they might be looking at uh, somebody with uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, somebody practice squad eligible. So um, so you don't know what direction they're going to go. But there are some names that they could go out and bring in. I remember a few years ago they brought in Brian Hoyer and, right. uh, you know, off the couch in November. And he stayed around and he's still around. Right. Um, so, you know, there's uh, and there's people that are going to be saying no to some of these guys. And that's it. But the bottom line is we got to see what the team's going to do. Um, I'll bring it up because I know what you're looking at and, and, and it's funny. Um, yeah. Sam Bradford gets hurt when you blow air on him. Um, yeah. Um, Darren Dalton, Bad and Tony, have you guys heard about the Colin Kaepernick articles? What are your thoughts on the ideas? Um, look. Articles? The, the new articles? or the, the, So... Of course, when there's an opening, the first name to come up is Colin Kaepernick. And um, I figured this was going to come up. And right. uh, so I was thinking about this. Look, there's no denying that Colin Kaepernick has talent. Um, right. He's a different kind of talent. But if you bring in a guy like Colin Kaepernick, that might stunt the growth of a guy like Mason Rudolph. Because now it becomes something, something different. Right. It now becomes controversial. It becomes something that uh, would uh, divide. I don't want to say divide the locker room, but it would uh, bring a circus type atmosphere. Right. And it would be a distraction in that locker room at that point. Right. Right. Um, when you got rid of the dis- the distractions are gone for the most part. So, um, look, if they brought in a guy like, uh, like Colin Kaepernick, um, that would be something that they brought in as a business. Yeah. Move. And you the see fans the, would not love it. And to but me, there would be some that would. Right. Yeah. Some that would, some that wouldn't. And, and I don't, I, I, whether you agree with it or not, uh, it would be a distraction. Uh, because and, and they're trying to circle the wagons right now as an organization that they have a lot going on. They don't need uh, something else to, to 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 go in that you know to that they have to answer questions about that have nothing to do with football. So I think it would, if, if they're going to bring in a veteran, it would be like a Sam Bradford or somebody like that, and not somebody like a Kaepernick who may or may not have the ability to be a good backup, but he would definitely bring too much baggage. And you know, and that's that's really it's just direction of the team right now. Um, right. 
And and that's the bottom line to that. And you know, the the team showed that they they didn't care about controversy when they brought in Michael Vick. Right. And uh, Tony and I still have the death threat emails from just <laughs> mentioning that right. Right. Um, on the site from a few years ago. Um, so you know, there's a lot of things that could happen. Somebody brought up, "What about Landry Jones? He knows the system." Landry Jones is blocked from returning to the NFL right now. He was the first player to be signed by Vince McMahon and the XFL, and he will not be let out of his contract to go ahead and do so um, because he is essentially the number one draft choice of the XFL right now. Um, he's their first overall selection. So he is under contract with them, even though he doesn't have – I don't know if he has a team as of yet, um, but that's, uh, that's something that cannot happen. Um, whether you like that or not, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not a bad idea to have somebody that knows the system, um, like that, but you know, it's, uh, he is off the table. So right. that's something I thought was interesting. Um, almost forgot about Kathy. She mentioned this a while ago. Um, how do you feel about Dobbs trade and Hodges number two? I'm still behind Kathy. I'm still behind the Dobbs trade. Um, because. I just thought the upside of Dodge, excuse me, of Dobbs was, uh, I thought he was nothing more than number three. Um, I think with Dobbs not being there right now, um, actually great guy, but it also makes it a little bit of a, uh, a controversy. If something happens with me, that Mason Rudolph has a rough game, all of a sudden we're talking about, uh, bringing Dobbs and there's, there's a lot of stuff there um, when they're trying to develop a player. I know that might sound a little crazy, but um, I just kind of think that uh, that uh, that fifth round draft choice will do this team so much better at that point. Um, right now, you're number two as of 6:46 p.m. when you're when we're recording this live um, on Monday evening. Your number two quarterback is number six, Devlin Hodges, out of Samford. And uh, the, the kids showed some skill. I'm not sure. And, and uh, Tony, you could, you could um, help me out with this. I'm not sure if he is uh, going to remain on the 53-man roster. Um, but before you do that, Snowman, $2. Will the Steelers sign a third quarterback? Kind of think they're going to. Um, I think this was a, uh, a move for right now while they figure some things out because this is fresh tony what are you thinking i think they they should go honestly i like i like hodges i like i like his story but i think they should go with a veteran as your backup just to have just to give rudolph somebody to lean on because you know what it's like being new at work you know you want to have that that veteran presence that you can just confide in and and, and it can give you advice and you know somebody that's been around the block so i think that's what they should do right now i don't think you want to have two very young and very green guys as your top two quarterbacks. No, I think you need somebody like a Charlie Batch, that kind of player, somebody who's not going to be a threat to take the job, but somebody who can come in in a pinch and maybe play well for a game or so. Mark Tobin has a good idea. Sign Romo. Well, I'd, 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 <laughs> I, 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 he's too talented in, for CBS. They'll never let him I go. Know, they never let him go. And he, he's too much of a superstar. <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat, though. I'd yeah. <laughs> I would love it. But Mark, Mark, now Mark is talking about another retired player, and I would not, I would not dismiss this one too early. Call up Mark Sanchez. That's kind of interesting, Tony. What are your thoughts on that? Is he healthy? I don't. I didn't even know he was. Uh, I thought he was somebody else's backup. I didn't no, know he was out of, out of the league. Well, I. I I'd be I'd be all for pretty much any veteran quarterback at this point that just just to have on the roster that's that's not a distraction I guess you know save for for your your obvious dis distractions I would I would welcome just about anybody in as far as a uh, backup and you know what I mean these are look these are names we they know uh, you might have a name that, remember when Brian Hoyer came to town nobody knew who that guy was and uh, he ended up being not really with the Steelers, but ended up being a pretty good, um, yeah. a great backup quarterback in this league. Um, but you just never know 
what they're going to do and who they're going to put stock in. Um, I kind of, I agree with Dave Schofield that I think they're going to have a guy with practice squad eligibility. Um, he, lo- he, Dave loves uh, Taylor Heineke. And um, I'm not sure. I, he might have practice squad eligibility, but I don't know for a fact. Here's something interesting, and I'm going to bring this up. This is not my dad. My dad's name is Bill Davis. And I was joking hmm. with my dad. I'm like, I've got a Bill Davis on the on the uh, live chat all the time. And I know it's not you because you guys have different views. I love this Bill Davis. Um, great quote. Mason Rudolph pulls a Steve Young. Yeah, take that. How awesome would that be? If he can pull a Steve Young or a Aaron Rodgers or even an Andrew Luck, I'd be happy. Somebody, uh, yeah. We can't dismiss that either. Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't know until you, until you find out. That's why, again, that's the silver lining. You get to find out this year. And uh, now I want to bring this up. Dennis Sheridan. Those are all awful suggestions, says Dennis. And you know what? I'm not saying they're good. I'm just saying this is who's out there. Uh, Brock Osweiler is out there. You know what I mean? When we talked about him earlier, these guys are out there, but they're also, so is Paxton Lynch. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, they're out there for a reason. Yeah. If they were, if they were genius uh, suggestions, they wouldn't be, they'd be signed. They, they, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't, be, they wouldn't be out there. Um, wow. Well, we've got a, we've got our first Tebow sighting. Sean Manahan. Thanks, Sean. Um, <laughs> I saw Broadway Joe. So there you go. Funny. Oh, we got a Broadway Joan. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's great. Um, Mateo Cecilia, Connor Cook mentions Connor Cook. Yeah. There's names out there, but they're not, they're, they're really not. Oh, Cree, come on. I'm not bringing in Magnum PI. I would bring in the real, I would bring in. Tom oh, that'd Sullivan. be awesome. That would be, that'd be a that'd second, be but not Mark Malone. <laughs> um, so now we're getting it. When we start getting to Don Strock, thanks George Teston. When we start getting there, it's time to wrap up the show. Um, but uh, here's the thing: I'm loving. I'm thinking the guy that we need to talk about right now is Mason Rudolph. And I'm uh, look. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the beginning. I'm not happy that Ben Roethlisberger is on the sidelines. I wish he was getting ready for the San Francisco game this week, but it is our reality. Um, and uh, Dennis brings up the fact, what's Ben? Shop liver. He'll be on the sidelines helping Mason. Yeah. Good. And he already said he's going to do that. And I think that's Dennis. Good point. Um, you know, Ben's going to be there, but uh, you know, we're going to talk about uh, uh, people to bring in, but the bottom line is, it's good we're talking about backups, and right now nobody's talking about replacing Mason Rudolph. So I'm pretty excited about, in our reality, the silver lining to this whole thing is that you have a guy that you felt good enough to trade up for, not just to beat the Cincinnati Bengals um, out of a pick, but you wanted a you traded a, a third round pick to go. Excuse me. Uh, what was it? A third round pick that they traded for him or the second they got from Martavis Bryant, something like that. Um, I believe it was a third and you felt really good about him to go ahead and bring him in. So this is your guy right now. And I am ready to rally around Mason Rudolph. Tony, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that's why sports is the greatest reality TV show because you never know what can happen. You know, Mason Rudolph might, just be some obscure name in, in, in Steelers history. Then again, he might be one of the greatest success stories in Steelers history. You'll, you'll never know until you, until you uh, tune in this Sunday and see how his career starts. I mean, you know, look at Tom Brady, look at Kurt Warner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You never know when the next great story is going to, going to, where it's going to come from. So uh, might as well be Mason Rudolph and I'm, I'm going to be rooting hard for him this Sunday. Okay, before we go, I've got to bring this up because when I see the name Mr. Tummy, I cannot, I cannot ignore a uh, a uh, comment from Mr. Tummy because I, I love the name. Um, someday I would love to know the inspiration behind Mr. Tummy. Mason produced more production versus Ben with fewer drives in the same wide receiver group. I'm excited to see what Mason can do. I think we all are. Um, Sean Manahan, Ben was your fantasy quarterback. He was one of mine. Um, two, um, I'm looking at the, uh, 
at uh, one comment too. Um, it's kind of an inside thing. Cree, yes, there was a conversation yesterday about that. Um, get with Dave Schofield on that, and uh, we'll go ahead and take. Uh, we'll go ahead and take a look at that. Um, but with with everything else being said, thank you so much. I love our uh, Steeler community, and uh, here's here's the thing for me. This is a rough week. You lose your quarterback. You lose a game, and uh, a game that you really shouldn't have lost. And uh, we get a chance to, uh, right now, 174 of us, and then Tony and I make 176, and we get a chance to heal together. And that's what the hangover is all about. That's what BTC, BTSC is all about. Um, right, Sean Manahan says, we may suck, but we're Steeler fans for life. Hey, right now we do. Right. But hey, that might not be the same thing in two weeks, four weeks and in week 17 so with that being said for my name is bad brian anthony davis and you my friends i want to thank you because you've just been hung over good night all righty